Welcome to Digital Marketing That Puts People First, brought to you by The Online Co, where we believe the best way to help small and medium businesses grow is by doing exactly that, putting people first. I'm James Parnwell, and in this episode, we talk about Facebook ads and whether you should do them yourself. I know, I know, we're an agency that offers this as a service, so you think we're going to tell you to get us to do them, right? However, we promise to give you an unbiased perspective on when you can do it for yourself, as well as when you should get a professional involved. There are cases to be made for both. Maybe you've tried Facebook ads yourself or hired someone to do it for you and either gotten poor results or landed some data report that really makes no sense to you at all. So we're going to give you five points to help you decide whether you should go it alone or get us involved. As always, I'm joined by Jess Caluso. Good day, Jess. Hey, James. And our special guest today is Head of Strategy at The Online Co, Christy. How are you, Christy? I'm really good. Thanks. I'm excited to have you here, Christy. I'm excited to talk about Facebook ads with you. I'm always excited to talk to you, Jess. It's always a good laugh. Oh, good, good. Christy, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been working in Facebook ads for? Because, I mean, we, we say, James says, you know, we've got Christy, our Head of Strategy, which that is a, a very important title and your strategy skills are phenomenal, but I don't want to understate your Facebook ad skills. I think everybody, our, our listeners need to know how how good you are at Facebook ads because like I, I, I do a lot of Facebook ads and I'm pretty good at them, but I look up to you in Facebook ads, Christy. <laughs> I think I've been doing it for about five years now. I was at one point a certified Facebook buyer and planner as well. So I did all the blueprint courses from Facebook and got my certification. Had to sit through these crazy exams to get that done. So and... sorry, can I stop you there, Christy? They were like NSA style, <laughs> hardcore. They, are they were. <laughs> they were really intense. They were done online, but I had to, you know, show them all of, I had to prove that that was a tattoo and not me scribbling answers on my arm. I had to show them all the room around me. It was really crazy. Um, Yeah, they don't hand out that certification to just anybody. So that... They don't. That's a very important point you make. They Like being certified in Facebook ads is, it's, they don't just throw it out willy-nilly. Like you've you've got to be good at ads to do, to get that. Yeah, you do. Uh, And I also got invited to do a Facebook roundtable with them for a couple of years as well, where they would have a chat with me and a couple of other Facebook uh, industry leaders around the world. Actually, there were some in Canada, there were some in London, there were some in America, and we'd all get online and sort of chat about the challenges and the uh, infrastructure that we would like to see in Facebook. So that was really fun for a couple of years too. I'm I'm glad you've shared that as well because you often understate that and don't tell a lot. Well, of that's people. quite an exclusive. There's like five <laughs> or six people worldwide that got chosen for that. So yeah. So, what is your favourite thing about Facebook ads, Christy? And I'm, you've got to have one. It's got to be one. Uh, I actually really like the flexibility of it. I like that you can okay. show it on so many platforms and there are so many ways to run them. You can do videos, you can do leads, you can do messenger. I really like building messenger chatbots. I find that really fun and interesting as well. So there are just so many different applications that I really like. Nice. And just one last question for your introduction because I just think this one's going to be just going to have a good answer. Is there anything you've seen that is profoundly stupid in, or that any somebody has done in Facebook ads that's been profoundly stupid or silly? Uh, I actually really feel, <laughs> I really feel bad for some local businesses because I can clearly see sometimes they've run ads 
and Facebook has suggested to them to reach your local area and they've not really understood what they're doing. And so I'm getting ads for a gym that is 60 minutes away from where I live. And I actually have about six gyms, about three minutes away from where I live. So I feel really <laughs> bad. No, I'm certainly not going to drive an hour to go there. <laughs> so, and I get things like that all the time for, and they are local businesses. They're little, you know, uh, gym yeah. for my kids or, you know, all sorts of things. And I feel bad for them because they're wasting their money when they couldn't, you know, if they understood it a bit better, they wouldn't be. Mm, such a shame all right so in today's interview we want to give you five questions to ask before making an investment into facebook ads there are a bunch of pitfalls to look out for but there's loads of opportunities as well to grow your business now one thing we pride ourselves on at the online co is not using jargon when talking to non-technical people so we're going to attempt to use plain english as often as possible it's not always possible sometimes there's no alternative words um but then we'll use real-world examples or analogies to try and make the points clearest. So should, should we jump right in? I think You're so. ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, Christy. So the first question or the first question we should ask ourselves and consider before st- investing in Facebook ads is what is the size of your business? Can you unpack that a little bit and why why that would matter? Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't actually matter if you're a solopreneur just trying to sell your own gear on Facebook or whether you are a you know multinational business that is turning over millions of dollars. It Facebook actually has offers on both for that, but it really depends on how you understand it and what kind of campaigns and what kind of budget you want to throw behind it as well. So if you're a, you know, a small business, there's sort of less than five of you and cash flow is usually tight when things are small as well, then learning how to under, learning to understand it and how to do it yourself is probably more recommended in that sense because paying somebody. Okay, so you mean like doing a couple of courses? Or something yeah, like exactly. That? There are heaps yep. of free courses out there. All the blueprint courses that I even did for Facebook, they're all free. It's you've only got to pay to get your certification on the other side of that. So there are lots of really reputable places that you can learn how to do and how to understand all of the different platforms because there is the beautiful blue shiny Facebook, which most people see. And then there is the really boring gray part of Facebook, which is filled with so much data. And if you don't understand it, you can get lost really easily. So if you're going to do it yourself as a small business, I would highly recommend that you educate yourself in that first and do a couple of those courses. Uh, We even have some free intro workshops as well, just to sort of show you a little bit around and your back end there. Uh, But if you're going to be doing it yourself, make sure you educate yourself first so that you don't end up being, like I said, one of those poor businesses that's (laughs) advertising to people who are never going to come to see them. If you are a bit larger and you've got a bit more budget behind what you can do and you want more solid um, objectives that you want to reach, then paying somebody to do it for you is probably going to be best because you can get really bogged down in the details of Facebook, which then means that that's taking you away from other areas of your business. So having somebody who's an expert and who can actually see it across, you know, multiple industries and see what Facebook is doing in different campaigns and things like that, it just offers us a much broader understanding of what it's doing. And the algorithm changes regularly but unlike Google, they don't tell us when they change it. So it's, it's just a nice little surprise. It is. And you open up Facebook. Ads. Absolutely. And they move things around on you all the time too. So 
if you don't have your hands in multiple campaigns, you can miss some of those things and think it's, you know, things are happening for reasons that they're not really happening. So that's, that's one so of the things. Yeah. That's one of the things. So I can recommend. I, can I talk to the business owners as a business owner? And when, when you first start, it's a lot like driving a motorbike. It's just you. You can speed up and slow down. You can turn corners really fast. You can do UEs and go in a different direction. And your business is like that. You're really agile. You can make a lot of changes and move quickly. Mm-hmm. And so for you at that stage of your business, it really makes a lot of sense to do a couple of hours course and just get your hands dirty doing some Facebook ads yourself. Um, apart from the cost, which is certainly an issue, and, and at that point in your business often you've got more time than money so maybe just investing time makes sense um, but apart from the cost what you're doing at that stage of your business is you're learning the mechanics of your business you're really trying to get inside your business and understand how it works and I really feel as a business owner that's important to understand what your customers mm-hmm. are responding to and um, and get your yeah get your hands dirty in doing that now some business owners, are really gifted at marketing. It's their thing. And it's possible that they can take it quite a long way themselves uh, because, because they're kind of wired that way. But there's other people that are really like innovative and then maybe they're good at making products but not so good at promoting them. Or maybe they're really good at strategy or management or scale, but maybe they're not good at marketing. Or maybe they're really good at the financial man. Like people have different skills. And if it's not your strong point, and your business starts to grow and look more like a bus, maybe it's a minibus with, I don't know, 10 people on it. Uh, it's at that point, if it's not your thing, that your time's going to be best spent doing other things, maybe bringing in new clients, maybe hiring new staff. And at that point, it makes sense to get someone else on. So we're not really here trying to promote ourselves as, yes, we should be doing it for everybody. There's definitely people that it works well for us to do it for. And other people where we've we've said, uh, you should probably have a go at this. Y- you can actually book one hour with us and just get a kickstart on, so we can set up some campaigns and have some training for one hour if that's helpful. If your business is a bit bigger, the best move is actually to do a holistic digital marketing plan. We have a playbook process to analyze your competitors, get your customer voice right, get your path to purchase right, make sure all your search, your social, your nurture, and and then a 12-month plan is rolled out so that you're looking at this holistically, not just as, um, oh, I need to get more video views. You're you're taking a bigger picture look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's move on to uh, question number two. So the next question that you should ask before investing in Facebook ads is, how much time will it take to set up and manage campaigns? So the first time you set it up is always going to be the longest and setting it up, uh, especially now that they've introduced the meta business suite can be quite tricky. So we often find that clients come to us and they don't even own their own assets. They have no idea where they are. They have no idea where they've been set up, which is a really common problem. So making sure that you take the time to learn how to set it up properly, learn how to set it up well, and make sure that you've got all the components set up. So if you're going to be pointing people to your website, so say you want them to purchase a product, for example, make sure that you've taken time to install the pixel, which is Facebook's tracking code so that it can see what people are doing when they land there. Don't just point them aimlessly without any hope or no, of knowing what they're going to be doing. 
So make sure that you take the time to set up all of those things correctly. And then once you've got it all set up, optimizations are a lot easier and a lot quicker, especially once you learn what optimizations to make. So you'll get a feel for, you know, whether you're hitting the right audience or whether it's, you know, your actual ad. So the copy and the text and the creative that you're using, whether that's working really well or not. And then you can make minor changes uh, to sort of test that. And that's what's really great about Facebook is that it's really responsive. Once you put something up, you could put, say, five ads up and it will show you within a couple of days which ads people are responding to more than others. So it's really, really great for learning, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's a bit different to sort of like traditional marketing methods. You know, like back in the day, I used to work in magazines and there was like a three to six, three to four month lead time. You had to write your ad, submit it. And then by the time, you know, everything was printed and then distributed, it was nearly three and a half months later. And it's like, but whereas with Facebook, you can just be so so quick and agile. And like you said, in, in a couple of days, you've got data and you can start making those optimizations and start making changes and you're learning sort of, almost live yeah. what if your audience are responding to what to what you're putting out there yeah absolutely oh gosh christy we could hijack this podcast <laughs> and just talk for age <laughs> well christy um an, an ad will have a lifetime won't it and, and yes and it the, will. the chewing gum will lose its flavor eventually yeah so depending on the size and the audience uh the size of your audience and who you're wanting to run it to so obviously if you're running an ad australia wide because you can sell products australia wide your audience is going to be a lot bigger it's going to take a lot more time for that ad to really run through all of that audience and lose its flavor like james said if you're running a local business and you've only got a smaller audience that's going to lose flavor a lot faster so you're going to need to be really on top of having new ads ready to go as soon as that switch is over and Facebook has, uh, once you set an ad or a campaign live, it will run through what's called its learning phase. So it'll test out different parts of the target market and it'll test out different things and go, oh, okay, you know what, it's going to run better a little bit over here. So this is where we'll push all the budget towards. Once it's gone through its learning phase, you may have to restart it to get it through its learning phase again if it really does start to decline quite significantly. And knowing when that point is really just comes with time and experience which is mm. one of the benefits again of having somebody do it for you but obviously you've got to be the right size business to really make that happen so so one question i want to ask you christy is can, often people come to us and they say can i just boost posts like can't i just press the boost button why do i have to like look at optimizations and do all this you know get real involved in it can I just hit the boost button, put 20 bucks on a post? You absolutely can. There is nothing wrong with using the boost button. You just have to really make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. I had a client come to me once and say, oh, this post that I thought was going to go really well organically on Facebook isn't doing well. And so I just want to put $20 behind it just to make it do well. And I said to them, please don't do that. <laughs> if Facebook is telling you it's not doing well organically and then you push money behind it, you are just wasting that money. Because if it's not Facebook doing... Will take your money. Yeah, oh, they're happy to take it. That's not an issue. Yes, it's just your time. your time and effort that you're wasting. So if it's telling you organically that it's not doing well, there's something wrong with your post. Whether you think it's going to run well or not, Facebook will tell you whether your audience is receiving it well or not. So don't bother putting money behind and boosting posts that haven't performed well organically. That's actually a really good point. 
to test it That's first such good advice. organically. <laughs> if you're not sure, put it up on your page. So when we say organically, we mean put it up on your Facebook page and see how your followers respond to that particular content before you put money behind it. The other thing to note is if you're going to boost something, Facebook will give you some suggestions, but it's, um, it's really only a limited portion of what you can do if you set ads up properly in the back end in ads manager. So if you think of ads manager as being, you get access to all the goodies when you're boosting a platform, you are boosting a post, you really only get access to about 30 to 40% of that. Uh, and you get access to none of the real data insights and none of really seeing who's clicking on those ads, who's watching them, where they're going. You get none of that kind of insight. So you can absolutely boost a post and, you know, putting $10, $20 behind something to sort of get it out there, there's nothing wrong with that. I would actually recommend to you if you're going to do that, pick your best performing post and then push mm -hmm. it out beyond an audience, uh, beyond your followers. So whether it be the local area, whether it be your followers, friends, depending on who you want to target and who's going to benefit from that the most, you can absolutely yeah, do that. There's definitely a place for boosting. Yeah, definitely. But you just have to be really yeah, so, smart in it. So boosting is like Facebook light. Yes. It's, um, and it's not going to give you the performance data, which, which is our next point. I'm not going to go there just yet, but it's relevant in terms of did this work? Like, uh, we need to come up with some measurements for, for, for whether it worked or not. But before we go there, I did want to talk about this time thing because how much time is this going to take? We know that time is money. So if you're doing it, then you're not earning money. When you're starting, maybe you have the spare time, you're not earning money anyway, so it makes perfect sense. But one of our clients literally said it as plain as this to me. Uh, she, she's, a, she's a lawyer. Her charge out rate's $350 an hour. She said, I can't justify doing all of this um, in my time. It's just cheaper to pay you guys to do it. Uh, it's, just, it's just an economic decision for her. Um, and and what is what's your time worth to you uh, as a business owner? And sometimes it's hard to quantify. And so a, a secondary decision someone might make is to say, well, let's let's uh, give the Facebook marketing to the office manager or the receptionist or the salesperson. Like let's give it to somebody inside the business. Now this really fits into the kind of first point around. Well, do they have any talent for it? Are they interested? Yes, they can do a course. Are they going to get anything out of it? And, and where does that fit? Because you're going to pay them uh, an hourly rate, uh, which is going to be cheaper than ours as consultants, uh, but you're also not going to get an expert. And the real problem that I see is not about expertise. It's about their, their, their main role, which you've tacked this thing on, their main role usually sits in the first quadrant of the urgent and importance um, quadrant from... Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We all know that quadrant where there's things that are high, high importance and high urgency. We need to do them first. There's other things that are highly important but low urgency. And your own company's marketing usually sits in that quadrant. It's really important. If you don't look after it, you're going to pay for it in loss of sales in three to six months. But because it's not affecting you today, you put it off to tomorrow and you can get six months down the track find yourself in a hole where no leads are coming in and your business is stalled because you didn't invest the time. And if you've given that to the receptionist who's been on the phone answering calls that are, that are urgent and important all day, 
it doesn't get done. So by hiring an agency, you're going to pay them maybe four or five hours a month at a higher rate, but the number's much is actually much smaller. The dollar amount's smaller. So and then then it gets done and it gets done professionally by somebody who's doing dozens of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just a minute ago, James, you mentioned tracking results. So that that and that's our next point. So the next question to consider before you invest in Facebook ads is can you set up tracking to measure results properly? So this has been made a little bit more difficult uh, by some of the recent changes, which is actually point four. So I won't go too much into that, sort of skipping ahead a little bit here. Uh, But you can actually set up tracking to monitor what you're doing really, really well. Now that is going to, it is going to require you to set it up in the back end. You won't be able to get that same amount of data if you just boost your posts, for example. But when you are in the ads manager version or the business manager version, or even to an extent, the meta business suite version of Facebook, you can really... Just to confuse Yeah, just to confuse you. There are three different kinds. (laughs) Um, You can really set it up to track exactly what you're doing. And there are a lot of options as well. So like I said before, you can set up your pixel, which is the tracking pixel to see what people are doing on your website. You can also integrate Facebook into some of your databases. So if you have, for example, you know, um, Active Campaign or MailChimp or something like that, and you want to feed people into that database, you can set up lead ads to go directly in there and then send them back automations and do all these really cool, funky things that... They're so much fun, those ads. Well, they're just sort of like, once you've set them up, that whole component of setup is set and forget. And then you just get to focus on the fun part, which is really seeing, you know, what kind of ads people are responding to. So there are definitely a lot of different avenues that you can do to make sure that you are getting solid data. So we have what are called vanity metrics, which is when people <laughs> like a post or when they see a post. And, you know, there's a lot of different metrics and words. So you've got what is your reach. So how many people your ads are going to And then you've got your impressions, which is how many people are actually seeing your ads. Your impressions are often a lot greater than your reach. And, you know, we've had clients come to us saying, oh, my ads are doing so fantastic. They're getting 100,000 impressions. And I'm like, great. What what else did you get for that? Were they clicking on your ads? Were they doing anything on the other side of that? And they're like, oh. Were they turning into sales? Yeah. (laughs) They can't actually give that data. So, You know, one of the things that I always, always say to my clients is if you're going to run those ads, make sure you're asking people to do something for that, whether it be asking them to watch a video, asking them to go to your website, asking them to fill out a lead. That's a really, really important component that a lot of businesses really miss. So you've not only got to ask that question, but then you've got to have everything set up in the back end to really track whether they're answering that question. So it's a really important part of just making sure that you've got everything set up and then that you're actually understanding what data you're seeing and making sure that that is really relevant to you and making sure that you're also setting realistic benchmarks. So you can say, great, you know what? I want to get $20 per lead. Fantastic. That's really going to depend on what industry you're in, what your product or your service is, what you are offering for that $20. Like you can't just set a benchmark and just aim for it. You've got to actually set things up and see how people are going to respond and then set up benchmarking data based on what you're seeing and work to optimize that towards a goal. 
So there is a lot involved. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like we've had in terms of benchmarking, we've had campaigns where, you know, a, a lead might cost $2.50 and that's a really good cost. But I've also had campaigns where the lead will cost $90 or $100, but that's also yeah, a absolutely. really good cost for that lead because it was really relevant to that business. Exactly. If you're selling an apartment worth $800,000 and you're getting leads for $90, you're winning. You're cheering. <laughs> if you're, you know, selling something that is a lot lower value, so if you're selling something for $50 and it's costing you $90 for a lead, well, then you've got some serious problems running with your ads there. We need to look at some optimizations. So, yeah. So I would argue that if you're not measuring the results for your Facebook ads, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. You're probably just wasting your money. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the, the analogy I would use is that if you're going on a diet and you don't weigh yourself, there's not a lot of point to the diet. It's like I've taken all this effort. I have set up the Facebook ads. I've done all this work and they're running, but I don't know what's happening. It's like I starved myself for the last month but I haven't weighed myself. I don't know how to. You need the hard data. You need the hard feedback to say this is working. This is how I'm going to adjust and change my campaigns. And, um, you know, in I follow soccer and there's only one metric that matters in soccer. It's goals. Yes. <laughs> like if I have, more goal, I, I have one goal, you have zero goals, I win. But uh, in soccer analysis, there's all these other metrics. One of them is pos- possession, right? If you it's not uncommon for a team to have had the ball 70% of the time. So 70% possession and still lose. And it's like, I've had a hundred thousand impressions and no leads. Mm. Well, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. The thing you're looking for is to grow your business. Impressions matter. Not saying they don't, but the thing you're looking for is business growth. And again, that's that needs to be part of a wider strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. All, all that other data is important. You know, your reach, your impressions, all that's important. But like you said, James, what's important? The most important at the end of the day is: Are you getting sales? Is it achieving the end goal? Yeah. So, anyway, we'll carry on. We'll keep going to the next point. So, question number four: You should ask yourself before investing in Facebook ads. So what do the recent change changes to Facebook ads mean for small to medium businesses? So last year, uh, Apple rolled out a bunch of changes in their iOS 14 update where they really essentially blocked a lot of the metrics that were coming back to advertisers. So what that really means is that, you know, you were sending people to your website and they were doing that on their phones and you could see what they were doing when they were landing there, whether they were clicking on certain buttons on your website and Facebook was allowing you to see that data. Essentially, that iOS update allowed people to block that data coming back to us. Now, totally understand that from a privacy perspective, that is awesome. From a marketing perspective, that makes it really, really hard. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that update, I actually, we had a client who paid for a coaching call and he said to me, oh, you know, like last year before last, I was getting leads for $20 and it was great. And now I've run them and I'm not getting anywhere near that. And I don't really understand what's happening. And I said, well, the update has actually meant that Facebook is getting less data back. And so what it's doing is it's getting less learning data back. It's not able to learn as much in its algorithm as it was before. So it's not going to get you the same leads for the same price as what you once saw. 
if you want to do that, you're going to have to do a lot more effort on your side to really see those same results. And we spent, he paid for a few calls. We had to set up his tracking properly. He was not tracking the right thing anymore. We had to really fix up all of that before he was then able to get close to the goals that he was meeting previously. The other thing that got updated this year is targeting. So we got notified on the 19th of January that on the 20th of January, Facebook was cutting out a bunch of options in terms of what interests we were allowed to target people for. So we were no longer allowed to target people for what they considered things that were too personal, but it ended up being keywords like optometrists. And, you know, keywords that actually would be really helpful. So if people were looking for an optometrist or they were interested in finding, um, you know, sort of they were looking at products related to contact lenses or glasses, we were no longer able to target them for those options anymore. And we got one day notice. <laughs> um, in terms of the campaigns that were already running, we were allowed to run those for a little bit longer, but we could no longer set up new campaigns using those keywords. So that meant that retargeting, so being able to say, put a video out there to an audience and then anybody who watched that video, we could then serve them up new ads. That became really, really important just practically overnight. Uh, so there are so many updates like that, that just roll out all the time. And sometimes you won't even get a notification. One of the things that we noticed, noticed last month was that for some of our retargeting uh, the reach was fine. And then just over a matter of a couple of weeks, the reach wasn't anymore. So where our ads were reaching, for example, 5,000 people a week, they were now only reaching 300 people a week. And we had to go in and reset all of those so that it could go through its learning phases again and we could figure out what that problem was. But we didn't get any notifications for that. So that's something that, like I said before, you could look at that and go, oh my gosh, something's wrong not realizing because you don't have multiple campaigns across multiple different industries that it's actually a common problem that's being experienced and how you ride that out and how you interpret all of that data and what changes you make on the back of that, that really comes down to expertise in a lot of ways and understanding those platforms and understanding what other options you have when things shift and change. And the fact of the matter is, as those changes are coming all the time in 2022, we're likely, this year, we're likely going to lose a lot of functions with cookies. And we've already seen that coming through where websites yeah. have to disclose that they're, you know, taking some of that information to help serve you better ads. So all those changes around privacy and stuff, they get rolled out all the time. And sometimes you're really blindsided by them. Absolutely. I think one of, one of the things that I enjoy about us working as a team together on the Facebook ads is that it's like, you know, two heads are better than one, yeah. right? So like particularly with the iOS 14 changes that came in, like there, there was when that we first got notified about that, it was all really sort of up in the air and it was good that we could work together yeah. to navigate it as a team and make sure that we made the right adjustments for our clients and so that their campaigns were able to continue to do the, the best that we possibly can yeah. so uh, I think that's yeah like from, from if we're looking at if you're running ads on yourself versus if you were to get an agency to do it 
from that you know an agency has, might have several people working on it like you and I look at each other's campaigns all the time yeah absolutely um, and we've got other team members we're looking at their campaigns so it's like I, I love having a different set of eyes on my campaigns to, to, to give feedback and say why don't we try this approach or that approach um, yeah and keeping up with the changes it's like oh yeah. I'm not alone we have this team doing it yeah together. absolutely and we're able to go in on a, uh, a Tuesday morning and we actually have a section in our meetings that said what changes happened this week <laughs> and we're all able to sit the there and commiserate together about how that actually <laughs> rolls out so. and at the start of the podcast we made the promise not to be biased and hopefully we've been able to give uh reasons to do it yourself uh but the strongest reason not to do it yourself is this one yeah because mm, you can't absolutely. skill yourself for unknown changes it's yeah um it's just I mean, managing this is like riding a mechanical bull. It's just really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Absolutely. All right. We'll move on to our last question. So question number five that you should consider before investing in Facebook ads is what if it doesn't work? Can you problem solve to get it working? Yeah, absolutely. So we've had that happen quite a bit where people have come to us and said, you know, I want to do SEO because Facebook ads don't work for me. And we go, okay, well, no worries. Can you tell us a little bit more about what I cry Facebook- a little bit every time someone <laughs> says Facebook. Oh, no, um, yeah, we ask them, you know, what, what were you doing on Facebook that wasn't working? And when we get some of that information back, we understand that it wasn't necessarily that Facebook ads in general weren't working for them. It was the way that they were utilizing that platform that wasn't working yeah. for them. So what they were putting out there and how they were, using Facebook, what objectives they were using, for example, or who, which target audience they were going to, or even what kind of ads they were serving. That's what wasn't working. So sometimes it comes down to the fact that we assume we're doing really well and Facebook says, nah, you're not. And we go, oh, well, then Facebook ads aren't for us when really it's not, that's not the right thing. And there are other ways that you could skin that cat, that it could work really well for you. So And that, again, comes with a lot of time and experience. You know, somebody coming to me and going, oh, that, you know, that post didn't work well. I want want it to work well. That's really lovely that you want that particular post to work well. But sometimes it doesn't matter if you, you know, put lipstick on a pig. It's still going to be a pig. It's just not going to happen for you. (laughs) So... What we do is we're able to go, okay, well, that didn't work, but here are 20 other options that could work really well for your business. And the playbook really helps in that respect too. Playbook is my baby, so I am fully invested in that whole process. Uh, But we find that that really makes a huge difference. You know, understanding who your business is and what you offer in that space so that you're able to put across your points of difference in a way that's really creative and works really well, that can really work on Facebook. We get a bit frustrated when we see other agencies going, we can get you leads and, you know, 100% increase your business and do all these things. And we're like, you probably are only able to do that for about 2 or 3% of clients that come in your door because they're ready and positioned well for that. The rest aren't. And if you're not willing to go yeah. on that journey to help them position themselves, it doesn't yeah. matter what platforms you're going to offer them, it's not going to work. So there are well, they definitely... Churn, they, oh, sorry. They, they churn and burn them. Yeah. That's what happens. And then they often end up with us and actually do a, 
a proper process yeah that's, that's well thought out yeah. absolutely and so that's the thing like you know if it hasn't worked for you in the past it doesn't mean that it won't work for you in the future if you go through and you set it up correctly you could get really really good results and we have seen that happen in the past with clients and you know we even have uh, an internal process called a campaign optimization plan so if we're seeing that things are declining we will sit down with the rest of the team and we'll brainstorm through a whole bunch of ideas and bounce off one another to figure out what that blockage is and what assumption we've made isn't working so that we can put together new options to pull out and test and oftentimes we've managed to really ride through that and go, yep, okay, we fixed that problem. Yeah. But there have also been times when we've gone, okay, you know what, we have really, we've done absolutely everything on this platform we possibly can and it just isn't the right platform for your business. But that happens, oh gosh, I think that's happened maybe twice in the whole time that we've done that. Most yeah. of the time we get it to work. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, th I think in that playbook process too, like part of the process is where we look at, is Facebook ads the right avenue for yeah. you? So we know from the get-go, like if, if based on our research, if if we say to you Facebook ads is the right tactic for you, it is the right tactic for yeah. you. So we're, we're fairly confident that we've got, a, well, we're not fairly confident, we know and we have a plan. We've already written a plan for what the ad should be for your business. Um, so, yeah, if we do come into troubles and we then we do those campaign optimization plans, we generally turn the campaigns around pretty well. So, yeah, like you said, there's probably been one or two maybe where we've gone, mm, okay, maybe we should just stop these. But generally, we get them back on track and working pretty well. Yeah, yeah we do that. We use the scientific method here and, and the idea is to form a, an assumption. The assumption is based on who the client is, what their pain points are, what's unique about the business. Um, who the client is geographically, demographically, psychographically, and off the back of that to create an ad that talks to that accurately. We then run the numbers and we get data feedback. Based on that data feedback, could be fantastic, could be terrible, could be average, could be anything. We then readdress our assumptions. What is it about those assumptions that maybe weren't correct? And then we recreate the ads and then we get new data. So there's this circle. The scientific method takes us around a circle. But effectively what it is, is more like a spiral. The circle is actually spiraling up. With each learning, it gets smarter and smarter. And there's been many times where it just, maybe the campaign hasn't started quite as strongly as we'd hoped, but it spiraled up and got the results just using the scientific method. Yeah, and can I say too that most, uh, there are a lot of businesses who think Facebook is you know the golden goose oh well you know if i can just get some good ads running on there i'll be sweet i'll get great leads and it'll be those fine. days are long gone <laughs> i can count on one hand i've run hundreds and hundreds of campaigns across multiple industries and businesses and i can count on one hand the amount of campaigns that went gangbusters straight out the gates because 99% of them, it takes time. It takes what Jane said, that learning, that understanding to mm. really get them to hum well. And it, you know, we're really great in, we're in a good position in the sense that we start on the front foot because we've already got all of these learnings underneath us so that we can pick what will work and what won't pretty well off the start in Gates. But even so, it takes time because every little difference matters whether you're you know location wise we've got one client who's running ads in different locations around sydney and they all perform really differently 
depending on the demographics mm-hmm. of that location. It's the same service offering and there's really only about five kilometres difference between those places, but they do get very different results. So, you know, even little subtle things like that, it really does all make a difference. So you've really got to have a good knowledge base. So there's a lot of value though in spending the, t- like investing a bit of time yeah. to, to, to run ads and get really good data back yeah. and, and test your assumptions. Absolutely. Like, like you know, you said there's only five kilometres difference between some of those campaigns that you're running, like the location of some of those campaigns, and they get really different results. Mm. So if you, you know, if somebody was to just lump all them in the one campaign, you're not going to get the same learnings because no. it hasn't been set right out. So it, there, there's a lot of value in spending time to to really, like, dive deeply into your yeah and and the thing about that too is it has extended benefits to your business if you can understand that what people want in those areas are actually very different then you're able to meet those needs it can have business implications for you on the other side facebook is really good for learning that way you can learn at a much lower cost than say for example going out there and doing market research which is intense and involved and expensive you can get a lot of those learnings in the same way for a much lower result if you set them up properly. Yeah. So just to clarify, we have used the term Facebook marketing the whole time, but that's actually the it's the meta marketing platform mm. which covers Instagram. It does. It, so Facebook, it also covers WhatsApp. Yeah. Yep. It covers Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Messenger, and it also has what's called its audience network which basically means that um, websites can sort of join up with Facebook to have Facebook ads shown on that website. And it also gets shown in apps as well. So gaming apps and and all sorts of things. If you've ever played one of those light versions of the games and you get served up a bazillion ads, it's very likely that most of those are coming from Facebook. So there are a whole range of different avenues that you can reach people through. And sometimes we find that ads run really well on the audience network and not very well on Facebook, but Facebook will optimize towards that to help. So So each, uh, each app or each um, avenue, I suppose, has has different people on there for different reasons. And so different businesses and different messaging will work across the, the different ones. So I just wanted to clarify that we talk about Facebook because it's all it's it's always been called yeah. Facebook. It's now called Meta. We're not using the term Meta because people not everybody's quite sure what that is, um, but that's what it is. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just recap. Should you do Facebook slash Meta ads yourself? The first factor is based on the size of your business. The smaller the business, the more likely it is you should. The larger, the more likely you shouldn't. Uh, the second one is how much time will it take. And that's up to you as to the cost of your time and how much time you have. The third one is around tracking them and measuring the results. If you're not able to track and measure results, it's possible you shouldn't be doing it yourself. The third one is recent changes or constant changes. And I think this is the biggest reason not to do it yourself. And then the fifth one is just around when it's not working, are you able to problem solve and keep making changes to make it working? which uh, some people will be able to do that and others won't. It's going to really depend on your level of interest uh, and this, this, and your skill set. And so also the time I, well, that you yeah, have invested yeah. to do that. It can we, be We're going back to time, absolutely. Yeah. So for those of you I, uh, who were listening, I hope that you've got some clarity as to where you fit on that scale as to whether mm-hmm. you should be doing it yourself or not. 
for those of you who want to do it yourself, we wish you all the best. Uh, I hope it goes well for you. We do offer a, a one-hour coaching session if you get stuck and one of our experts can get you over a, over a hurdle. Um, and for those of you who need help, then the, the best thing would be to do to reach out and actually talk through the playbook and get a larger perspective on your marketing. Um, Facebook is one of multiple channels to follow in terms of marketing, and the playbook will help you analyze your competitors, see what they're doing. Uh, we could take learnings from the successful competitors. Uh, your voice, which is really important around talking to, like who is it you're talking to, and then how should you be uh, using your unique voice how can you talk to them very clearly and concisely and create something unique? Then there's your their path to purchase. How is it that they're going to navigate through all the different things, all the different channels, be it, be it Google, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, et cetera. How are they going to navigate to the final point of being a contact for you? Then there's your SEO, Google ads, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email strategies for 12 months. That's what the playbook does. And I think, Maybe the biggest reason why marketing fails for businesses is actually lack of planning. Mm. I often think it's just that simple. And understanding. Yeah. It's interesting at the end of each playbook, the amount of education we've done in that process. So a business owner now has clarity. Oh, I understand my marketing. I understand my customer. I understand my competitive landscape. And I'm confident in about the next 12 months. Yeah. So thank you so much, Christy, for joining us today. No worries. It was fun. And Jess, as always, thank you for your contributions and for asking all the questions. That's all right. I, um, I look forward to hijacking another podcast with Christy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This episode of Digital Marketing That Puts People First was brought to you by The Online Co. It's produced by Harry Parnwell who also does the music. You can find us at theonlineco.net. Feel free to stop in and book in for a quick chat. If you found this helpful or you know someone who you think it might be helpful for, please feel free to share it with them. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Take care, guys. <laughs>